Crowbot contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anyone, but what is suitable for everyone is the great stuff from our friends over there at The Famous. Go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk for some awesome, awesome Rangers gear. And of course, if you scroll down into the show notes, you hit that buy me a coffee link, support the Crowpod. We're giving away stuff from them every single month. Uh, easy to do. Help us out with the show and maybe win some really good stuff. So like I said, go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk. Welcome back to Second Hand News here on the Crow Pod for Friday, September 9th. Of course, I'm Shane. Um, if you weren't following along on Twitter or Facebook or anything, uh, we did decide to go ahead and hold off on all the planned shows that we had. You know, just telling dick jokes or talking about, uh, well, America's own ex-head of state uh, over the course of these few days just didn't seem too right. So, keeping those behind, but I wanted to get on and, and do a few things here just to keep the ball rolling and... Well, uh, I had some people reach out after, uh, well, what, what me and Todd and Peter talked about on the big show this week there before IX, what I talked about after that travesty that was IX. Um, and, and well, just shit that me and Dave and Todd and whoever's been on the show that we've been talking about going back to even 55. I mean, you know, a lot of the issues I was talking about with the board, whether it be, um, well, their lack of clear direction for how the exec comm should be working. Uh, you know, again, Ross Wilson's failures or Stuart Robertson's failures or whoever the hell it may be. I mean, but the, a lot, these are things that we were discussing on, on this show, certainly back during the, the 55 season and in the, in the months after that with uh, old Jared leaving and, and um, well, the, you know, the issues that sprung forth <laughs> in that time again you know yeah winning 55 fucking amazing going to the Europa League final fucking amazing Scottish Cup great to finally get that one off our back but as I, I mean I've said this repeatedly on the show winning distracts from the issues they're building in the background and we get a couple of results like we've had over the past uh, week here I mean a lot of those things become more apparent I, I think that to people who well, who don't spend as much time talking about this stuff as, as me and David, Todd, Peter, whoever do. You know, I mean, look, Castor has been a nightmare, right? I mean, the, the quality of product has been shoddy. The selection of products have been shoddy. Their customer service has been shoddy. This is an ongoing problem going back for, for a long time now. Uh, RTV, I mean, you hear me and Todd talk about this one all the time. Maybe as bad as it's it's been in years, the ticket office problems. That continue to build the problem with the way days with, with the companies that we've been picking uh edmondson house and delays on that uh, i mean well fuck going back to the tickets in the away days the the, the slo uh issues the, the lack of communication from the club and and then of course you know we, we get to well what, what what's the big one because again winning will excuse a lot of this kind of stuff right winning will let people forget that this sort of stuff is happening Again, I mean, we, we were talking about this back as we were winning 55, as we were up 20 points in the league, we were talking about some of this kind of stuff. And now, you know, obviously it comes to this kind of head. Uh, well, you've got Gio in his post-match comments, basically telling everybody who's paid for a ticket for any of the Champions League matches, uh, we can't win anyway, so don't even bother. 
You know, if, if we don't have hundreds of millions of pounds to compete with these clubs, that there's no fucking chance, which which is nonsense, obviously, because we knocked off much bigger clubs in, in terms of, you know, revenue or, or whatever it was during the Europa League run last year. You know, I, I don't know if this is Gio's frustration not getting any money coming through. Uh, I, I suspect that's part of it. But also, it's it's just, well, again, it's more tone-deaf messaging. I mean, we've been talking about this quite a bit here lately, uh, the, the issues with how they, they message around Morellis and now now Gio coming out and saying this kind of stuff. I, I'm, I can't imagine that that was what was on brand for the board. And, and again, I mean, it's weird, you know, the football organization – uh, I was talking with a friend about this, but you know, the, the effectively a mid-level manager is the forward-facing, uh, uh, you know, executive in, in the company instead of the CEO. And again, you know, with our managing director type situation that we have with Stuart Robertson, God knows he only comes out when when there's something. Uh, well, he wants to get in front of the cameras for. Uh, but you know, you throw Geo out there in this kind of a spot. He's not. He's not. He's not exactly comfortable. Uh, in front of a camera anyway, and then, you know, you, you put him on the spot under that kind of a, that kind of gun. I don't know. I mean, I, I still, I, I still think he's got to go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure how a Rangers manager comes back from defeats like that. And that, well, and then of course people want to say, well, take him in isolation. Uh, you know, why didn't we have this kind of reaction, uh, in February after, after we got, you know, hided that time? Well, Fine, but we didn't then because we, we were looking at that smaller sample size. But on the scale now, I mean, it's, it's coming up now on a year where they haven't lost in the league. And, and again, this is and in that time, we threw away the league from a winning position. The way we play on the road at in the league is not good. And God God help us the way if we're going to set up like that in Europe, too. Fuck me. Look, Cholak, I think, can score 20, 25 goals for us in the league. But he's not an outball in a match like that. And, well, again, I, you know, whatever the hell is going on with Morellis, we all know how he can be, but he's still the best player. And in a match like that, maybe our most important player to relieve any kind of pressure coming from the back. All this still builds. And, and then, of course, we get Dave King back in the picture. I was kind of shocked, you know, he showed up on Friday uh, ahead of the old firm or Thursday, even whatever the hell it was, instead of uh, his usual Sunday or or Monday after, but uh, I mean, all the, all the questions that he's asking are things that we were talking about this week, and things that we have talked about. You know, in this this open letter to the board, like when when did the board, when did the Kings quote change their commitment to supporters to reinvest the proceeds of player trading back into the squad, and why was this not openly communicated to supporters? We've talked about this. Stuart Robertson said before the AGM, any money brought in on player trading will be reinvested into the squad. That's not true, and they have not come out to explain why. There is no explanation why, and there is no explanation why Ross Wilson continues to allow to pick players that are not creating, that are not playing, that are not generating, you know, turnaround revenue. We, we, we've <sighs> highlighted this enough over the past week. Not counting the most recent transfer window, because, you know, that number, you got Cholak and Tillman and uh, uh, Lawrence, I think. Um only John Lundstrom has played more than 50% of the minutes available to him out of all the players that he's signed. One. That's it. That's not That's not acceptable. And to King's point and something that we've all been wondering, where the hell is the money? Uh, you know, what, what, what happened to the funds banked 
by the run of the Europa League, writes Chris Jack. And, and whether, according to King here, quote, focus has moved on competing in the financially lucrative European competitions as a pure profit motive rather than means to improve the squad. Again, you have to look at the money that we've taken in, the money that was outlaid to improve the squad. And if you have the manager sitting there saying, well, we need to bring in a lot more money in order, in order to, to even compete. Well, we did. We brought in a lot of money. And we brought in a lot of money from, from not only competing in Europe against squads with much, much more revenue, uh, much more, you know, the, a ton more money available to them, competed against them, to now, after doing that, after selling the players that we did, not reinvesting in the squad, relying on free transfers again, uh, relying on players that have a spotty injury background before they get here, and are many of whom are not playing, our left back that we signed, not featuring whatsoever. Uh, of course, King also brought up the, the relationship, you know, why, why why the Parks are so against to transfer his shares uh, to, to Club 1872. Of course, the Parks really don't want Dave King around doing this in the papers every single time we have a bad week, but they also don't want him selling the shares to Club 1872. As long as Dave King is still the largest individual shareholder, they're going to have to hear from him. I mean, as long as he's got this percentage of shares, he's going to come out and do this stuff. We know how Dave King is. And, you know, finally, the big one, which has just been kind of glossed over with everything else going on, is Bennett and Murray, comma, Paul, trying to, uh, well, having these conversations with, with this uh, American businesswoman over, uh, the, you know, a possible share deal and in, in investment. Um, and really just the minimum amount of comment out of the club that they could possibly give. Again, I mean, these are all, these are all bigger issues that again, we, 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 we could gloss over when you're winning the league, when you're on a, when you're on a, a run of a lifetime or at least a generational run to get to a European final, you can look past a lot of this, but not on the back of these results, not on the back of, Lack of investment to the squad, not without, again, the, the, these are, we're talking about the exec com and, and the directors and everybody more than happy to get out in front of cameras in the post 55, six months or, or even, well, four or five, whatever the hell it was. Not so, not so much now, not a lot of answers now. Um, and, and just more continuing progressive just just failures that shouldn't happen again talking taking care of supporters on away days in Europe this is, is basic stuff for a club of this size and it's not being taken care of and these questions do need to be answered and if, look if we gotta wait till the AGM then we do it at the AGM but I, I don't understand why they can't get out and message effectively on this kind of stuff right now quick break coming back more second in news All right, guys, back here for your secondhand news on the Crow Pod for September 9th. Of course, scroll down, hit that Buy Me a Coffee link, give us a hand. You get entered in to win some great stuff from our friends over there at The Famous. If you're listening to this today, I'm going to pick a winner at the end of the day, whoever the hell enters on this Friday uh, between the first of the month and now. Somebody's going to get something from our friends there at The Famous. Of course, if you want to get stuff from them, thefamousheadwear.co.uk. 
other other dumb shit. We're going to stick with the Bears theme here. I think we're going right down with the Bears. But the NFL kicked off. Uh, well, last night, last night with the defending champion St. Louis Rams getting uh, ran all over by the uh, well current odds-on favorite Buffalo Bills. NBC did uh, <laughs> NBC during the broadcast. It was, Look, we, we got enough problems going on in this country over here, right? We got the overthrow of democracy continuing. We've got the polio back uh, in spades. So I get, you know, we, we got enough issues without maybe dedicating fully um, all the time that, that one should to, to the passing of the head of state of one of our best allies. But, well, you, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember back uh, the the opening barrage as Russia uh, well launched their full-scale invasion of Ukraine but CNN had a had a segment there where the air raid sirens were going off and it was interrupted well here let's <laughs> Get five bonus wings for one dollar with any handcrafted burger, only at Applebee's. <laughs> Just absolutely fucking ridiculous, right? NBC did not learn this lesson on their NFL broadcast last night. You know, they they do the, the live shows where you got fans in the background going crazy, and you got music, and you got lights, and you got all this shit. Uh, so, well, here 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 they are cutting from uh, well a newscast promo. <laughs> into their NFL coverage last night. She is now being honored around the globe. We will have complete coverage all morning long on the Today Show, and we'll be looking for you then. But, Maria, tonight, it's all about the NFL kickoff on our plaza. Check this out. <laughs> I mean, not not great. And did they learn their lesson? <laughs> did they fuck? Because here you go at halftime. She will be there live tomorrow morning with how the queen is being remembered and honored all around the world. But back here at home, we've been waiting a long time for this, haven't we? The start of football season. We have some amazing stories coming your way all season long. Again, I, I, <laughs> I understand. Look, we got a lot going on. But if you're going to, being a journalist as long as I was, if you're going to commit time to covering something of that kind of magnitude, you need to do it uh, no matter what the setting and the appropriate measure but uh, there was other NFL news last night. I know, well, we've got Bears fans in amongst us. Todd, of course, being one. But uh, a lot of Chicago Bears fans out there in the in the, in the listenership. And, of course, the Bears are looking at moving uh, stadiums. Uh, I always find this kind of stuff interesting here. They, they, they have, uh, of course, they, they put in a bid last year for the old Arlington Park, the, the racehorse uh, park and grounds in uh, Arlington Heights outside of uh, Chicago there a little bit. 326 acres, big, big hunk of fucking property that they put a bid in for $197 million, right, right around $200 million uh, last fall. And of course, people are losing their goddamn minds about the prospect of the Bears moving stadiums. They've been at Soldier Field for 51 years. These people tend to forget that they were at Wrigley Field for 49 years before that. So <laughs> it's... It's not the first one, but you know, pe- people people don't like the fact that they'd be leaving the uh, the the city proper for for Arlington Park out there. Um, of course, I mean Ar- Arlington Park ho- hosted, I mean the, the Arlington Million for years. I, I, as far as I know, the first million dollar 
uh, single stakes thoroughbred race uh, back in well, 80, 81, maybe. But, you know, it's it's been there since the, the mid to late 20s. I think it opened right before the Depression, which is uh, a theme. If you've listened to the history shows on the Crow Pod, you, you notice with, uh, of course, the aforementioned Soldier Field opened right before the Depression, right before Rangers played there in 1930. Uh, and, um, well, uh, the, the, uh, old Chicago stadium where the Bulls and Blackhawks played, uh, also opened right then. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, Arlington Park there and the, and the Bears, Bears have come in, um, well, I mean, you know, they were trying to hold the city over, over, well, I, I, I don't even think they really care about that. I mean, so Soldier Field is not big enough, uh, doesn't have a dome, which makes it hard to host like Super Bowls or NCAA championships either in football or basketball the parking situation is terrible the pitch is a fucking mess i don't i don't know how to describe this to anybody chicago fire moved back the soldier field this year uh from uh from bridgeview from their stadium out there and have had to go play matches back in bridgeview because of the state of the soldier field pitch it is uh, it's almost impossible to manage anyway because of the soil conditions soldier fields built on a landfill or ex landfill basically next to the lake it's very sandy it's very hard to grow anything that that'll actually hold, and we got football of both kinds, uh, concerts constantly. the 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 field is widely regarded as the worst top level professional sport field of any kind in this country, and one of the worst in the world. It's bad. So of course the Bears, you know, I mean the city has thrown forth like a bunch of, oh, we'll spend two billion dollars to put a roof on the stadium again. That doesn't work because the stadium's not big enough anyway. The parking situation and the, and the Bears are recognizing, you know, that this is a theme throughout, uh, certainly in American sports. The Cubs did it with Wrigley Field, which is that if you only own the stadium, that's you can only make money off of off of that. The Bears see this property and the 326 acres as a, you know, a sports stadium and then a whole entertainment district. But they're doing the old classic American sports team trick of, um, well, you know, they, they've learned people don't like giving money. Uh, public finances to build uh, sports arenas. So what 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 these owners have learned to do is, um, well, b- talk about these huge tax revenue generating, job creating districts, and the fact that oh no, look, we'll pay for the stadium, we will pay for the stadium, but we need you to pay for infrastructure upgrades and uh, you know everything else that goes along with this massive thing. There there was one watchdog group that pointed out. I mean, look, this idea is always dumb. If billionaires want this shit enough, they will pay for it, right? They are filthy, filthy rich. And the Bears, according to the latest Forbes list, of course, Forbes put these lists out every single year, are worth about three and a half to four billion dollars, right? So, I mean, just as a a balancer, I think that the two English sides worth the most on the list are Liverpool and United, I want to say, if I remember correctly. And they're both worth around $4.3 billion. But, you know, this group rightly said, hey, fucking pay for this shit. Don't, don't give them, you know, tax abatements and, and all this other kind of crap. Don't let them talk about the jobs that they're going to create because so many of these jobs are seasonal. You know, again, with the whole, the whole entertainment district idea, I guess they could make a slightly bigger case that you will have more permanent jobs. But a lot of those are going to be, well, you know, service industry jobs. They're, they're not going to be high-paid uh, uh, positions. So it'll be interesting. It's, it's kind of a new frontier in, in this, um, this sort of thing. I mean, uh, I mean, Kroenke kind of pulled the same 
same scheme up. Well, actually, the, the stadium that the game was played in last night, the SoFi Stadium out there in Southern California, which was also, I believe, built on the site of a X uh, racehorse track. So, but you know, Stan Kroenke's got a little bit more money, well, lying around than than the McCaskies. Uh, obviously, he hasn't spent fuck all on Arsenal for the past, uh, well, however long he's owned it. So, it'll be it'll be an interesting one. It's one to watch. You know, especially as more Americans move into, um, well, football abroad. Uh, obviously, you know, we've seen what the Glazers have done. I mean, Old Trafford is basically falling apart under their stewardship because it's it's a, well, it's almost an asset stripping situation for them. And, and again, with Kroenke, didn't, you know, I, I, I would think Arsenal fans aren't too happy with everything that's happened there. The learners at Villa obviously bailed and gave up on that because they're some of the worst motherfucking sports owners in the goddamn world. So the more of these people, um, you know, Chelsea were kind of in a toss up there between two of them. Uh, it, it's, it's what they, it's how they intend to, you know, as we know all too well, how these ownership groups intend to actually use use the club, use the property of the club, um, and whether or not they, they actually give a fuck about, well, fielding competitive championship-quality teams. You know, what, one more quick break. Let's come back. Let's do some fun Bears news. How about that? Instead of, instead of depressing Bears news and stadium Bears news, let's just have fun Bears news. Dave is hungry and the money's all gone. The folks back home don't All right, last bit of second-hand news here on the Crow Pod for uh, September 9th. Let's, um, uh, something fun, something fun. Let's, let's get out of here on a, on a, on a high note. It's been, it's been a weird week. It's been a shitty week on a, on a lot of different levels. So, uh, here, let, let's go with, uh, this comes from UPI. Simi Valley, California Police Department posted a video to Facebook showing what happened when a resident called 911 to report she, <laughs> she and her son were locked in upstairs bedrooms while a bear rummaged through the ground floor of their home. Police said the resident threw the keys to the officer from an open window so they could enter through the front door. Quote, as the officers entered the residence, they observed the bear in the kitchen, the Facebook post said. It appeared the bear ate a uh, fresh baked cake and rummaged through the refrigerator. (laughs) Police said the bear was startled by the officer's entrance and fled out the back door. The bear climbed a nearby tree but uh, descended after about 10 minutes and left the area. So uh, just a hungry bear. Hungry bear climbing in the, your refrigerator. <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's not quite the onion headline of the week, but it's not the worst thing to end the, uh, to end the Friday on. So that'll do it. Like I said, we, we got a bunch of shows coming up next week. We, we went ahead and postponed everything. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what the schedule looks like, obviously. All the English clubs trying to see if they can go play in Ireland doesn't bode well. I, I'm not sure how Rangers at the Aviva Stadium would, would work out, but hopefully we get everything figured out. And uh, b- back to the football, um, although kind of kind of happy we're not having to do it uh, uh, well this weekend. So, uh, like I said, don't forget, scroll down. Please hit the Buy Me a Coffee link down there in the show notes. If you're listening today and it's still Friday, if it's still Friday over here in the U.S., you still have time to get registered to win something for everybody that's signed up between September 1st and right now. All right, I'm giving away something from the famous to somebody that's signed up between September 1st and right now. 
All you got to do, hit that buy me a coffee link. You can either just make a one-off. You hit that support. It says buy buy us a ranger scarf or something. Or you can sign up. Like I said, memberships. Or God help you if you want to help sponsor one of these shows. There's information there for that. So hit that link. Give us a hand. Me, uh, David, and Peter will be back for the full show next week. For the full regular Crow Pod. Me and David are coming back with more Watergate 50 uh, me and Todd kind of got pushed off because of everything that's been going on here, but I'm sure we'll, we'll figure something out for Desert Islands. And uh, we'll have more Crowpot Explains America uh, coming next week. It, me and Colin, I actually dug one out for him here just to blow his brain up a little bit more about how a, a ancient sea shelf, uh, basically an ancient coastline is how, well, American presidential races are decided. <laughs> so that one will be here. So thanks again, everybody. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening. Uh, and we will talk to y'all soon. Have a great weekend. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. You can't even fucking see this at all.